Welcome back to part two of preventing early exit from the field. So last time we were talking about all different, all sorts of things, uh, reasons people might early exit from the, the field. And we wanted to add actually a couple of things to that list of um, team conflict, organization issues, children's education, finances, job dissatisfaction, isolation, loneliness, lack of friendships, health. But we also wanted to add aging parents. Um, that is a real concern or family issues and also residence visa issues. Yeah, it could be that it's not you don't even have the choice to leave. So we're not talking about when you're being kicked out, that's exiting, but literally deciding to leave before you had planned is what we're talking about. But there are a variety of issues that happen and we can't emphasize more that I think as a couple or if you're single, having a, the right counsel around you, people that can think out of the box, people, maybe people that are back in the States, friends and mentors, people or in, in church, another city, other if you're city, in an isolated place, getting all that the understand input the you culture, can, you know, yeah. and can you, can you solve these things? And so we found that if you can solve smaller ones, you know, they're not, they don't get compounded, um, to where, um, you know, it's almost like, I guess, your body. If you don't take care of your body, things can compound and then it completely breaks down. So uh, that's what we just want. We, we remembered the value of being able to hold things lightly and not um, put to the pressure on us that no matter what, we must stay on the field. No, and by actually letting go of it, and holding it lightly before the Lord. And it enabled us to make wiser decisions. It's, it's not, it, it doesn't seem uh, intuitive that, that, you know, you think, oh, I just, God's called me here and this is my dream and this is, but I remembered being able to say to Vicki, okay, I'm aware of how big this is. And we literally put it on the table often, you know, okay, if we have to go back. We can. Get, we I think can. actually putting that on the table as one of yes. the many options, it helped us pursue other options. Yes. Well, and it helped, I think it developed, it built a trust with us that, yes. you know, David is willing to put this down if it is not best for me personally. Or for our family. Or we are willing to put this down if it's not the best thing for our kids. I mean, there is such a thing and a need for grit. Absolutely. There will be suffering. There will be less than ideal situations. Absolutely. You will always have problems um, in churches and on teams and with friends. Those conflict will always be a part of life. Suffering will come to you. And your environment on the field can never be probably as supportive and great for your kids and great for your marriage as for me living in the Smokies in America or just living back home. <laughs> well, you words, think that, but then all those things that happen, the same issues are going on here. Right. These are conflicts are going to happen. Crises are going to happen. 
Um, it's learning to, to work them out together as a team. It's learning to work the science, being teachable, working, and, and, and being open to all the input you can get. Yeah, um, I think thinking out of the box and helping me in thinking out of the box is seeking counsel from people. It is was very important to me to seek counsel from people who disagreed or had different solutions that I didn't think were great for me to talk to them and to understand why they were choosing the things that they were choosing to do. And that actually helped me make a better informed decision. You know, we've talked about children stuff that was big and we could keep going on those. But I remember also there was um, a period where later, many years being on the field where Vicki, you were not in a good place and we, you know. I was facing some burnout. Yeah, and we needed to get, but it started with saying, okay, what do we need to do about this? We're on the same team. Do we need to invest in a trip somewhere? Do we need to go get the counsel we need? Well, it started with um, the first thing that we thought of was, I I need to talk to someone and there was a counselor from our church that was willing that we could call. They were actually abroad, living abroad in a counseling center, and they were willing to take a call from us. And just that initial call. Where Somebody I, knows. Someone knows. Someone is looking at this problem that I'm having these personal issues that I'm having. And it seemed like a deep crisis, but... They calmed us. They calmed you. They calmed us, and they gave us some tools that Mm -hmm. we could use for the next few months until we got, uh, we had a a scheduled furlough coming up. Mm -hmm. And the tools that we got from that phone call were enough to get uh, to get me and us safely. But there were also uh, more counseling when I got returned, and and seeking counseling when you need it. I mean that's huge something that i think is more accepted nowadays than it used to be right is, now there's a lot of member care opportunities and now we have the internet you can get online but i remember also having the freedom and the willingness to change our schedule our our, our, our the pace maybe so here you were in this situation so do we just keep on plugging ahead because the mission is first and we must do this work and you know Maybe in two years when we get home on furlough, we'll think about it. And that can be too late. But we were able to midstream say, okay, what What, changes? What can we change? What can we change? In your routine? So I changed some of my commitments. Right. um, In the, the future after that, starting then, and then even more so in the future, David was able to change the focus of his ministry so that it was less intensely home-based as it had been um, with people in our home all the time and more out out and, work and, and with, projects with and him people. doing projects yeah. and specific people. So, and so I think I've said but to, to people, when people think, wow, wow, you were there 20 years, you must have, you know, they, they immediately think that is all, you know, commitment and calling and grit. grit. And wow. And I think, no, 
it was lots of ups and downs, but learning to sit down and say, okay, how can we fix this? Um, what does the Lord, what opportunities does the Lord provide? And then looking for his leading in these different areas and in presenting options. And part of that is by talking to people. We had to embrace new seasons. I mean, we went overseas without children. <laughs> we had babies and then we had teenagers. School age children, we teenagers. Had, we had to deal with so many different seasons. And I don't think that is so different, actually, from, from life li- anywhere. Life anywhere. You know, we're not doing that now. Okay, what are you doing? You're doing youth group now? You're doing scouts? What are you doing that now? Well, because I have teenagers, I have kids, I have middle school kids. And so we think being able to embrace those new seasons is a, is a huge thing. Um, but being able to know when we needed the change. When we needed to make a shift in some sort of focus of ministry and or schedule. And sometimes the organization or the team can put... <laughs> Can, it, it can put pressure. You can't change that now. Um, maybe we'll change that in two years. Or, um, no, your wife has to be doing this. And we, we have seen, it's not so much that the team is wrong or that the organization is wrong. It's maybe you as a worker, you as a missionary, need to put for, make sure your first priority is I'm concerned about the health of my wife and myself and my children. Number two, we want to stay here. But number three, we have to make changes right now. And I think as opposed to waiting, as Vicki said, Can you, you give wait. an example? Well, um, your work, the man's work schedule and the wife's at home and there's all those kids and they're homeschooling and there's no help at home because he has to go to this work all the time or something. Or the pressure of the level you're, the pace that you have to work in ministry or in language learning, or we need you to do X, Y, and Z because all team wives need to do it. Or, um, yeah, I think the particular job that maybe the man is doing, or if you're single and you're in a job situation. Or if the wife is leading out in something and how do we work this together as a team but i think you know even if it's a single person in a ministry situation when do you decide that i i can continue in this but i'm wondering if i'm going to come out in a couple of years and be completely burnt out and leave the field in other words we sometimes that's what happens that's what we mean by things becoming compounded to a point where then you have to leave because when we've tried to look at different people that have left and, and, and our own situation, we realize if we had not dealt with these other things, when we got hit with a big one, it could have been too much and we would have left. Um, and we've seen sometimes where you can't, you're not dealing with this. This is not getting better. The second thing comes along. We don't know how to resolve this. We're not allowed to resolve this. Then a third one hits. And then all of those things begin affecting your family yes. in some negative yes. way. And so you're dealing with you're stuck. conflict at home as yep. well. And you feel, yeah, then you beca- then it begins to affect you physically, mentally, and spiritually. And then you say, wow, 
then it implodes, then it blows up or whatever it does and you have to leave. And maybe you look back and you go, how did, how did we get to that point? Why was it so intense that we had to leave? Is there any way we could have stayed? And Vicki has sometimes mentioned... Sometimes the answer is no. No. And sometimes the answer is, wow, if I had dealt with that conflict sooner with my team leader. Drawn a line, drawn a boundary. A healthy boundary in some way or talked about something or changed um, a scheduling thing or whatever it was. If I'd dealt with that earlier, then maybe when this hit, it wouldn't have just pushed me over the edge. And sometimes when I'm talking to workers, I ask things about, you know, what if you changed homes? What if you got a more, you know, your house is freezing all the time, or you're, um, maybe you're in a, to- a small town and you need to get to a bigger city that has more social infrastructure, things for the kids, maybe an educational break for your wife. Do you need to get some air conditioning in your house? And you're like, is it that simple? It can be heating, cooling, trips. Are you traveling? In the- no, we're not traveling at all. So you're not seeing any of the beauty of the country where you live. Not really. We don't get a chance. Okay. That is going to, like the book said, the body keeps the score. Um, that will weigh on you, weigh on you, weigh on you. And you you wonder, why am I so sad, so miserable, so bored, so isolated here? Mm-hmm. And we're forgetting that you need these kinds of things. So we're I mean, not it so- may also be as simple as... Are you taking a time of rest? Sunday, maybe a full day of ministry work, work. for you. Yeah. Are you taking time to rest? And that's not me as a person who's interested in mental health telling you that. That's the word of God saying that we are to rest. And are you resting? And if you're like saying, I can't. There's Not no physical real... resting. There's also spiritual rest. Do you have you built in spiritual, emotional, and physical rest into your life? Because we just can't sustain it. Are you finding your little spots, your places where you can get rejuvenated? I remembered being able to go on simple little hikes, and they weren't even mountains, but they were hills. And just a short drive outside the town, and I hear running water, and I just sat under the trees. And I thought, in that concrete jungle, as you said, Vicki, where we lived, I thought, I didn't realize what that was feeding, okay? That was feeding into my soul. Um, Being able to get down on the waterfront, you know, take a trip, you know, hour, whatever it was. to. I mean, even just there was about a 20 minute walk from our house there was a park that was that had a wide open view of a bay hmm. so there was a body of water there and it was safe for me to go there and to walk and i would get up early and david would kind of take a shift with the kids um early in the morning and I would go and that was a place of rest for me was just listening to uplifting music that was putting spiritual truth into my life. Sometimes I would sing along. They probably thought I was the crazy foreign lady that sang out loud because I had an earphones. Um, But there, that was a time of rest and rejuvenation Mm -hmm. with God. 
where I would tell him all of the issues and give over the issues that I was dealing with, whether it was something with the kids or a ministry thing or whatever it was. And even that, I mean, you can find a place of rest even within your own home. And then there were just the the, the, the enjoyment of, you know, sometimes you're you're on a team and it's all about the ministry and the strategy and you're you're thinking all about sharing the faith and planning a church. And sometimes you need those friends that you know you can just make some chocolate chip cookies um, and just sit and watch a, a movie together. Um, I remember for most of my time overseas, I had just given up being able to play tennis because you know, tennis around here. But I remember they started building courts and they weren't easy. They weren't in great condition. I had to drive to them. But I remembered, um, wow, I'm finding some locals who are actually playing this sport. And there was something that I found, I can't believe the Lord gave this back to me, but it was just a simple little enjoyment. And I could do that on the field. And so I think we say, oh, we don't need all these things. Let's just do the ministry. And you can't. You can't sustain that. Um, Vicky learned to make Mexican food. And she would make, she learned how to make, what were they, homemade flour tortillas. And it was just like, wow, we're bringing a little bit of that other culture, other you know, the different kinds of food, the kids looked forward to it and it was special. And those actually that was some of the benefit of the international expat community was learning to make spring rolls from a Korean friend, learning to make different things from different friends from different countries. Mm -hmm. It was great. Um, And I just want to put a, a, a plug in for seeking seeking help when you need it and not staying in a place where your sin or your sadness or your anxiety or your doubts are hidden because it's when those things are hidden and you're out actively doing ministry talking about the lord but mm-hmm. inside your heart you're doubting you're anxious you're depressed Bring those things into the light with a trusted person. If there isn't a trusted person there, get online. Get online. Get a phone. If there isn't a phone, then go to where there is a phone and schedule a phone call with someone. Take the time to do those things if you're isolated, especially. So we want to make sure we're clear that one of the hardest things is finding the balance between. Um, we're here, you know, we, we, we're called to this and we want to make this work. And there's a place for grit and sticking it out. And there's then, a place for su- enduring suffering. Right. And then there's a place. Uh, but we say if you're going to do that, it's going to take you working the science and figuring these things out. But as Vicki said, if you don't, you do find they compound and then it can cause an exit. Now, as Vicki said, sometimes these things happen and you have been trying to work the science and yet they still compound. And it can be that that environment for you personally or you as a family is not working. And it's rarely just one thing. But it, it reminds me so much of when Vicki and I are talking about marriage. 
Um, when people get to a point where they want out, they, they're done, they're burnt out, they're dead in their marriage. When you start listening to what happened, it was year after year after year of unresolved conflict, unresolved sin. Unresolved um, pain. That was not, not not bringing pain to the light, right. not dealing not with not owning it, not and then therefore leading to lack of forgiveness, uh, not being able to be on the same page, and then they're not making to decisions together, and then that erodes the marriage so that at one then they get to a point I'm going to break the covenant, and you think when I see that when I hear this. People are like, wow, I didn't even know they were having these things. Or how did it get to this? Pastors have said by the time they get to us, sometimes they've already decided and so much damage has already been done. That is the reason we're doing these kinds of things. We are trying to encourage people. You're having a problem right now and you think it's unsolvable because of your environment, your city, your commitment, your team, or your organizational rules. We say no. You try to get help on that now. Because we promise you uh, there will be others and other things, and those compounded can just erode the whole thing. So we're not, we're not saying you're going to end up in divorce. Please don't get that connected. What we're saying is that is what can often lead to a complete breakdown where the environment is unlivable for you. Or just a premature departure. Right, right. And, and we also want to say that if, if that has happened, some departures are not preventable. Correct. They are. They're out of your hands. There were too many circumstances that mm-hmm. were unsolvable. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and there is so much grace for that. And that's a whole nother podcast. You know, <laughs> when, when God leads you down a path that ends with a slam door in your face, you know, that's. That's a whole nother podcast. We, yeah, we've talked to couples who that have, happens. who have tried to work the science. They've they've changed organizations on the field. They've changed teams. They've changed cities. They've gotten the car. They've gone out for the picnics. And, and so yet, God has something else. Um, the, so it's not like it's it can always be fixed by those things. We're not in. No, but what we're saying is think out of the box, seek help, and try to see what and lay every option on the table. And And don't wait. Seek the Lord, and he will show you what to do. Yeah, because if we could say what when people say, wow, your marriage, was it because you just keep looking at your marriage covenant every week and re-promising? No, no. It is because we are main, we're managing it. We are we get everything needs maintenance. And Vicky and I have said, okay, this little thing that happened in the other room, that conflict, we need to talk about that. Let's work on that now, because no one ever goes into a marriage and thinks one day I may get tired of this and leave. No, it is compounded, compounded conflict, unresolved. What do they say? Irreconcilable. Differences. I always say that's not fair to say we have many things that are conflicts. We are opposites in so many ways. What do you mean you're checking out? What do you mean you're quitting? But if you haven't dealt with them for a long time, the emotional strain, um, 
the, the, the year in year, the compounded lack of trust and brokenness and hurt and pain then become so difficult. And that's why things end. And so we're saying we're encouraging folks to find the balance between grit and problem solving. So that's what we mean. And that's what we're doing. And, and we hope and we, if anybody is listening to this and would like to talk with us, this is one of the ministries we do is try to coach people that are on the field. Or if you know someone that is, and we have resources and we may have ideas. So please contact us. Thanks. Thanks for listening today. Our book, Mission Smart, 15 Critical Questions to Ask Before Launching Overseas, is available on Amazon in paperback or Kindle. Feel free to email us with your questions through our website, esionline.org. Remember to subscribe to our podcast to get more episodes as they're published.